Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls and everything in between, it's your podcasting pal, Psycho Steve. Today, we are very fortunate and blessed to have a new member of Hair Today Gone Tomorrow family, the drummer extraordinaire of the great band and one of my favorite bands, enough's enough, Mr. Dan the Man Hill. Welcome, Dan. Happy to be here. Well, happy to have you. So we're going to just jump right in and everything. You've been playing drums for how long now? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been playing since I was three. Um, I, was wow. pots and pa- I was a pots and pans kid. So uh, I used to take Tupperware and everything out of cabinets and uh, break uh, my, my mother's wooden spoons on them. Nice. So I think they, they got wise after a certain point in time and are just like, ah, oh, jeez, we got to get this guy a drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's how it, that's how it started. Um, I don't I don't. There was no rhyme or reason as to as to why I did that. It's, uh, I'm sure you've heard this a million times before, but uh, it was kind of built into me. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Was drums your first? I guess drum was your first instrument. Yeah. So so uh, when I was three, after the uh, the pots and pans uh, thing got old, uh, my parents got me this you know little toy drum kit, right? And right. Uh, I would uh, I would sit there and uh, and bash on that and uh, you know eventually I, I tore through that when I was about five <laughs> and uh, they they just they decided to get me uh, you know it, it was a TKO percussion kit um, so I bashed through that and then uh, you know off to the races so I mean I'm I'm a young cat right so I'm I'm thirty so oh wow. Uh, yeah, so I've been uh, I've been you know I've been doing this since I was since I was three. So kind of crazy, man. Twenty that's awesome. twenty seven years twenty seven years later, still 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 smashing some drums. So yeah, and doing great. a hell of a great job. I've seen you multiple times. Dude, so, thank you, man. No thank problem. You so kindly. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's my life's passion. I'm a I'm a gigantic soapbox advocate. <laughs> anybody nice. that's like, hey, anybody that's like, hey, like. I want to play drums. I'll, I'll talk to you for an hour and a half about it. So, <laughs> well, you know, up with a, go ahead. No, no, that's uh, that's just who I am. You know, I'm I'm Mr. Soapbox guy. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, growing up with a musical family besides yourself, and of course, we know your father being, you know, from rock and roll, you know, royalty himself oh we get, to, we get to i'm so excited we get to get into this because <laughs> because of the fact that yes. so i'm sure you heard i'm sure you heard chips rap on stage yeah. um where, where they say that you know you know two years ago i was the son of uh bobby hill from king of the hill uh, <laughs> or hank hill from king of the hill right so, so long story short I have no relation to ZZ Top whatsoever. I oh, okay. Myself, I have to talk myself off a ledge to, to, to fans every single every single show. <laughs> they come to me, oh my God, I have your dad's hat. I'm just like, oh, dude. <laughs> okay. I, I have your dad's hat. I have your dad's, uh, you know, me and your dad hung out one time and, you know, had some, some 
vodka cranberries. I'm just like, man, hate to break it to you. <laughs> uh, so no relation whatsoever. Um, but uh, I do. I actually don't come from a musical family. No one in my family plays music. Huh. Okay. Well, that's the, we heard it here first, everybody. Not last, because he does tell this to everybody that comes to an Up Soon Up show. <laughs> That Dan Hill is not related to Dusty Hill, so thank you for clarifying. Oh, that. Um, you're very welcome. That's uh, it's uh, it's always been a topic of uh, topic, of, and that's hilarious. Uh, Chip is actually calling me on the other line. That's too funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, he, he, he heard. Us. Said hello. He heard of course. He's probably listening in right now. No. So, were you self-taught, or did you actually take a lesson? So I, I took lessons from a few people in the Chicago area. Um, okay. I grew up being self-taught. So when I was in, you know, seventh, you know, seventh, eighth grade, I was in, uh, I was in school band, right. Playing, right. uh, playing jazz standards. So, uh, I, I, I've told this story before to a few of my friends, but it's actually kind of funny. So, uh, you know, so in jazz band in school, right, we were playing, there's a jazz standard called pennies from heaven you know, super, super swingy and straight ahead. And, uh, one of the lamest standards, you know, in the, in the jazz, uh, catalog. So, right. But I'm a rock guy at the time. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm back there playing system of a down, uh, during, uh, during while everybody else warms up the woodwinds. Right. So playing chop suey. I was just about to say sugar. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so, uh, so the jazz, the jazz band director ended, ended up uh, being like, hey, man, like, would you want to do like the drum solo? You know, it was like the big honor back in middle school. You want to do the drum solo like in the middle of Pennies from Heaven. So it's this straight ahead swing thing. So it's bang, dang, da dang, dang, da dang. Right. So the drum solo comes and uh, I start doing these straight ahead 16th notes, right? This is totally out of place. The worst, the worst solo known to man. But uh, that's that's kind of what put me on the path. So uh, to, to circle back here, um, I started taking lessons at this place called the Drum Pad, um, which was a shop. It's no longer around now, but um, from this guy, Brad Schluter, um, and uh, he whipped my butt into pretty good shape, except, you know, I was a young I was a young teenager at the time. So 13, 14. And I, I wasn't uh I wasn't listening to anybody's advice at the time. You know, I thought I had it all together, like any teenager, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I took lessons. I took lessons from him. I never did um, jazz band in high school. I was, uh, I was actually playing. I was playing in a in a blues band, this kid band that I was in with a bunch of with a bunch of my friends um, and a family friend. And that's actually, if you want me to get into it, that's actually how I got my how I got my chops together because that's all I would do eight hours a day. They you wow. know, practice in the basement of, the, of this dude's house. And he played in the, he played in the band. His name was Mike Crick. He played in the, the Chicago band called Mike and the Mechanics, not the actual Mike and the Mechanics. Right. That's Mike Weatherford. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so not the Mike Rutherford. Uh, but, uh, so, so that's what he would do. It was just, it was just us kids, these young teenagers, and he'd lock us in the basement with the heat on for eight hours in the summer. And said, you're not coming up until it's right. And uh, that's what we did. We just ran, you know, ran original tunes, ran Zeppelin tunes, um, you know, ran Hendrix tunes for eight hours a day, every single day. Sweet. 
So, so yeah. And I mean, he ended up building this, you know, he's still got it there. I think I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's got this, he built this sound stage down on uh, North and Clybourne, 3012 North Clybourne. Nice. Um, so he, he built this, he built this sound stage that we got to be practiced on. Um, so full, full on lights. He had at the time, like the, the, the Tascam, you know, those deck recorders. Yeah. Um, so, so he would put those on, you know, and that's what we would do every single day. Just like jam, jam on the soundstage. And, uh, the band actually ended up getting, a getting an offer from Sony ATO. Um, but we were kids, right? So, you know, uh, the, the parents kind of said when, when the whole power of attorney thing came up, there's like, Hey, we want to deal. And you know, the label's like, Hey, we don't want to deal with parents. So, you know, there's like, well, we need power of attorney. And the parents said, no, we're not giving you power of attorney. And that kiboshed that whole, uh, operation, but it was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that's what we would do, man. That's, that's kind of the deal. And I mean, of course I, uh, I went to college as well. So I took, um, I took lessons from a dude named, uh, named Tom, Tom Hipskind, um, at Columbia, Columbia, downtown Chicago. So I was in the music department there for a few years before I, you know, I was kind of just like, eh, I don't know if this program's giving me what I want. So I ended up, uh, I ended up kind of bailing out of that. So, but, uh, it was a good experience. I mean, I've, I've taken, I've been around a lot of, been fortunate to be around a lot of great players. So, um, but yeah, I mean, of course, of course you have your influences growing up and things like that. So, right. uh, I've, I've kind of jumped all across the board when it comes to that, but anyway, <laughs> right on. So do you play any other instrument besides drums? I do. Um, I, uh, I play piano. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a, I wouldn't consider myself a virtuoso piano player, right. but I'm uh, I actually, I actually compose a little bit in my free time for, for orchestra and trailer music. Awesome. Um, so I kind of, that's kind of one of those things that I found, you know, I was, I was living in LA at the time and I had this, you know, this thing in my head and it's like, Oh my God, I got You know, I hear everything with strings. I don't know why, Right. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that's built into me. So if I'm hearing a song, I'm just like, Oh, there'd be a cool string line here. So, so I play a little bit of piano, but nothing to, I'm not going to hop up on stage and be, be blow you away with some Beethoven. <laughs> okay. So, you know, no, no Vivaldi for you, huh? No, I mean, not to say that I, that I'm not into that stuff. Cause that's a lot of that. A lot of that stuff is what I listen to in my free time. Um, so the Beethoven and the Mozarts and the Danny Elfmans and the Hans Zimmers of the world. So right. big, big fan of all that stuff. Me too. It's incredible. So, yeah, man. so how did you get the gig with Enough's Enough? Being a, just sure. a native Chicago person? Yeah. So I'll give you the rundown, right? So right. I, I had just moved back from LA. Right. Um, I was living, I was living there for, uh, for a few years, bouncing around doing the, doing the whole LA song and dance vibe. And, uh, so I moved back around 2014 and I, the first person I actually met, um, when moving back, I knew, I knew who Chip was, but I met him on a session for a totally unrelated record, uh, back in, uh, back at this place called Stonecutter where, uh, actually where Diamond Boy, uh, the guy that runs Stonecutter, Chris Stein, that's actually mixed and mastered Diamond Boy. So I was on a totally unrelated session with him. So I met Chip and we did this thing. We ended up joining a band together, uh, a few months later, like a local Chicago band, just doing original tunes. Um, that band was called super big. 
So we were we were playing in that together for a few years, and during that during that time, I had met Tony um, doing sessions over at Chip's house. So it, so during this time, I was doing like a lot of you know doing a lot of different records and stuff coming out of Chicago and through different studios and you know whatever calls come in. You know what I'm saying? So right. So uh, 2016 rolls around, and I'm on I'm on my way to a gig on a boat. Uh, like a ferry. So there's this, there's this place in, in, in Northern Chicago called Blarney Island. Yeah. So you take it, you take this ferry up to this Island and you, you play on this Island, like a party Island sort of thing. So, so anyway, so I got a, I get a phone call from Tony's like, mate, what are you, what are you doing? I'm just like, I'm on a boat, dude. I got my drums on this boat going up to this, you know, going up to this gig. So he's like, Hey man, like our, our their drummer at the time couldn't do the tour um, that they had coming up in October. So they're just like, Hey man, would you, would you want to sub for this tour? And I'm like, sure, dude. Like that sounds like a, like a good time. So, so I sub out all my gigs, you know, get everything together. And, uh, so there was no rehearsal for this tour. Uh, not one. Wow. Uh, I hadn't, I hadn't even met Tori. So I, I only knew, I only knew Chip and Tony. Right. So, uh, so I basically show up to the first date of this tour and I walk in and Tori's like, you know, who's this kid, right? Like he's going to, you know, he's going to screw everything up. It's going to be a mess. Uh, and uh, so, so first, uh, first gig was Spicoli's in Iowa. Second gig was um, uh, Vamped in Vegas. And then the third gig was a sold out whiskey show. Right. And uh, the, fir- the first few gigs, I-, I had made charts, you know. Um, right. So I had made a few charts for these things just to make sure I had it all together. So I knew by that gig, you know, get off the charts. You know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of bringing charts on stage, but I'm just like, ah, I don't want to screw this up. So amped out of my face, you know, just doing push-ups in the hotel room while these guys are taking a nap. <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort, of, sort of thing. And, uh, you know. Uh, so yeah, so we ended up doing this tour. Um, it was the last tour Tracy Guns did before they reunited uh, as the official LA Guns with Phil. Right. So so it was it was supporting them. So we did this whole tour, and he's like, hey, you know, at the end of it, we're somewhere in Canada. They're like, hey, man, would you would you want to do this full time? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> sure, it's going to be great. So that's how it happened. A sub gig turned into a turned into a full time thing. Right on. Now, were you in a enough band prior to being the drummer for Enough's Enough? Uh, yes. So that's a that's actually pretty funny. Uh, you know, I would listen to that kind of stuff because you know everybody in Chicago that's anywhere near the rock and roll world basically knows the band. Right. Um, so so I would listen to a lot of that stuff, and especially especially you know coming up, you know, I used to see Chip and everybody else playing places like the double door and, you know, Metro and all of those sorts of things. So I was really privy to the music. What I wasn't aware of was actually how much of it there was. Uh, right. There, there was a ton of it, just unbelievable songs. And it's, uh, you know, I feel very grateful to wake up every day to, and get to play great music with great people. So it's a, uh, it's a blessing, man. Awesome. Now, did you ever see them perform? Like with Johnny, or did you ever see them with Donnie? I know that's kind of confusing. Uh, Donnie and Johnny. But. Johnny and Johnny and Johnny. Actually, uh, before I joined Enough, me and Johnny had a. Uh, we were doing like this side thing. 
Uh, right. It was called uh, Johnny Monaco and the Socialites. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he mentioned and, it on uh, Facebook. Yeah. So, like, that was back in 2015, right. um, early 2016. So, you know, we never actually got out and played when I was doing that. But um, uh, we uh, we basically jammed a few times, a bunch of blues tunes and Hendrix stuff, and we recorded some things and yeah, so nothing, nothing like that ever came to fruition. But uh, so Johnny and I have played together a, a tiny little bit, but uh, Donnie and I have not. So um, have you ever well, met yeah. Donnie? I haven't. Gotcha. Okay. I have no, ha- I have not met Donnie, which is actually, uh, yeah, no, never got the, uh, never had the opportunity. So gotcha. So when you're not being a rock star, what do you do on your free time? Ooh, free time. I like to cook a ton. Um, I'm not a big TV watcher, but if I'm watching TV, I'm watching like the cooking network. Um, (laughs) so I'm watching like chopped. I'm like, right. Guys getting, that guy's getting chopped. That chick's getting chopped. So, uh, I I love cooking, man. And, uh, you know, this is going to sound really lame, but, um, I just like playing, man. In, in my free time, I'm playing. I play a ton every day, and by playing, I mean drums. Right. Uh, I, I, it's uh, it's it's something that I'm just you know, for lack of a better term, obsessed with. Uh, so it's it's constantly it's the constant war of attrition for me. And uh, it's every the more hours you put in, the more you get out. Uh, awesome. So I find it I find it to be uh, it's it's like zen for me. It's my uh, my own private island on the instrument. Gotcha. So I'm assuming you can play to a click track. Uh, actually, every Enough show is to a click track. Really? Yep. Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, yep. All of, all my practicing, or I should say most of my practicing is done to a click. Cool. So very, very familiar with, uh, with my old, best friend slash worst enemy. <laughs> nice. The click, the click never lies. True story. Well, cause I know but, some like very well-known drummers uh, and some really well-known bands don't know how, you know? And that's, yeah. it's crazy. For example, Peter Chris founding sure. one of the founding members of Kiss. He doesn't know how, and, you know, that's, that's it. That's interesting. I, I actually haven't heard him talk about that, but, um, I could actually get into the philosophy of a click track if you want. <laughs> I don't want to get too too crazy drum nerd on right. the, uh, in the pod on the old podcast here. But I, you know, at the end of the day, you use it as a guide. It's not. It's not. You don't want to be shooting darts at a dartboard. You'll hear right. a lot of people kind of aiming for the quarter note, but right. it sounds. It ends up sounding robotic. Um, right. The reason you probably don't know everything's to a click for is enough shows because it doesn't sound robotic. True. Um, it, it doesn't sound like everything's just like right there. Uh, and that's because of the fact that a, I've been playing with a click a long time. B, I have it really, really low in my mix. It's a guide. Um, it's not, uh, it's not the, uh, it's not the be all end all. So yeah. you try to play with, you try to play, you know, with it as far right. as like accompaniment, not like, Oh my God, I got to catch up or, Oh my God, I'm behind. It doesn't make sense. Uh, totally makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So, if so you got, that's very cool because I have a cousin that's a pretty profound drummer. He went to the drummers collective in New York city. 
Great you know, cool. yeah, and that's all he does. He sleeps with his drumsticks under his pillow. You know, he, he sleeps with drums. That's it. So, sure? you know, and his father was a drummer. I, I come from a long list of family members on both sides of the family that are musicians. Me, I have the perfect face for radio, so that's why I suck with doing this. <laughs> you have you a know? beautiful face. What are you well, talking about? Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Got <laughs> some love from Dan Hill, not the son of Hank Hill or no. Dusty. So I'm making no. sure we make sure we say that loud and proud. No, loud and proud. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not the thing. But uh, if you don't mind me asking, who did you? Yeah. Uh, who did he study under when he was at the Collective? Uh, let me see. One of them was actually a guest that we had on the show, Sandy Gennaro. Sure. Awesome. Uh, he, he also Liberty De, Liberty DeVito. Oh wow! There you go. Uh, there, and, there you go. Yeah, and I don't know his last name, but he plays with Paul McCartney and the Saturday Night Live band. Sean something. Sean, Sean Pelton. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's a that's a list of names right there. Those are yeah. amazing players. Yeah, and there was a couple metal guys that came in just to do like you know, stop by and say hi and do like one show or like not one show, but like one, uh, tutorial. Sure. So, like he did it with Jason Bittner that used to be in shadows oh. wall. Now he's in anthrax or, mm-hmm. or he fills in for anthrax when Charlie's not feeling good or whatever. And then he also does, um, uh, overkill. So, I mean, that, yeah. With Jason in the room, that'll get your uh, double bass chops together real quick. Yeah, well, actually, my cousin actually went into that contest, you know, the world's fastest drummer. Sure. And he actually, he's like the 10th fastest double bass person in the world or something like that. So I have crazy. a... Uh I have I have comments on the uh, the world's fastest drummer competition, but I will keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you talk about paradiddles and stuff like that. And oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna get if you keep throwing rudiments at me, it's gonna get real nerdy on this podcast. <laughs> it's cool. Hey, you can speak. Don't worry, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, that that's great though. Good good for him. That's uh, yeah. That's that's what it's all about, man. It's it's being around as many as many musicians and as many uh, uh, great players and great people, most importantly, as possible. Well, I told him when he first started uh, because he's now in several bands. Like he plays with Constantine Margolis of you know oh. American Isle. Yeah, he does, he does that. He does the Rock of Ages. Um, then when they do the uh, tribute show, and then he yeah. did, and then he uh, is in a band called Midnight Eternal that he actually got on tour, did uh, direct support with Queensryche and Armored Saint because they're more like a prog rock band with a female fronted singer, and I, and I just told him all you need to do is just come with me to shows, bring a handful of CDs, put your name on the CD, your email address on the CD, and your phone number on the CD, and say. Hey, I'm a drummer. I went to the Drummers Collective. I'm a virgin. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm married. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't have any kids. I have a passport. My mom and dad spoiled me rotten. They bought me a condo. So I don't have any bills. So if you need me to go on tour or go in the studio for you, I'm your man. And I can play any type of style of music. And I told him that. And I said, guess what? Then you're going to get gigs. I hooked him up before my uh, the bass player to uh, Symphony X and he did a project with him and then it just led into more things and I said see what happens 
you take a bag of shit and throw it against the wall, some of it's going to stick. Well, you keep. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one further. You keep throwing the bag of shit at the wall. Yeah. And after you've thrown it. <laughs> exactly. You pick it up, keep it up, and keep throwing it. Right. That's, that's. I mean, that's the name. Of, that's the name of the game. It's right. You know. I mean, it's. I've heard this from a few people. Um, like, it's not who you know. It's about who knows you. Uh, right. That's that's the that's the twist on it. So, it, you know, the longer you're out there, I'm sure you hear this all the time, the longer you're out there, the more people you meet, the more hands you shake, the more babies you kiss. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, there's two golden rules of the business in my in my assessment. Okay. One, play the shit out of your instrument. And right. two, don't be a dick. Those are the two. Uh, that'll, get, that'll get you super far. Um, because if you're... You know, if you're waking up next to the best guitar player in the world in the middle of, you know, Palookaville, Arkansas, and he's a he's somebody you don't get along with, you're in trouble. Right. But if you if you wake up next to somebody that's not the greatest guitar player in the world, you can get around the instrument, no matter what instrument it is. But um, and he's a great guy and your friends, you know, he's got the gig. That's 80 percent. It's right. being cool. Because um, if you're you know, if you're not and you're causing problems, then it's, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the greatest guitar player in the world, the greatest bassist in the world, or the greatest clarinet player in the world. You know, it's, it's just about getting along. It's a, it's, this industry is people. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. Speaking of yeah. people, besides your bandmates and everything, are you friends with any, like, well-known musicians? Like, you can pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm going to be in your town before the gig. Let's grab some sushi or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a few um, to speak of, but it's, you know, with, with people that are, that are well known, uh, for lack of a better word, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of cats come out to our shows and we get to hang out a little bit and rub elbows. But, you know, for, for me, like, I'm not trying, I don't want to bother anybody. (laughs) Right. And I'm, you know, I'm, I, you know, if it ends up working out, then that's, it's amazing. But, uh, it's it, that's what the beauty is of touring. You get to right. you get to go around and, and and see all these people if they're in town and off the road and, and things like that. So so some the answer is sometimes, but right. not not often. Uh, right. But you know it's like I say, the more you're around, the more the more you know of your heroes you end up meeting, which is which is the most the coolest thing for me um, as somebody that's a that's a younger guy. So. Um, I have a lot of influences from all across the board and I, I've been fortunate to meet a few. So it's uh, it's really cool. Um, gotcha. You know, when we were on the Kiss cruise, you know, kind of everybody was standing right there, you know, right. from Kiss and from, you know, Slash, uh, Slash's Snake Pit and from, you know, the Dead Daisies were there. So everybody's sitting there, you know, Brian Tishy's in the crowd and I'm just like, oh, dang it. So, you know. But uh, but it's really cool. So you get to hang out with you know, if only for a little bit with all those cats, and it's uh, it's awesome. You know, you to, it's like, oh, another day I get to wake up and hang out with people I love. So, <laughs> so nice. that's it. Yeah, man. So here's another question: If you got to play with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be with, and why? No, jeez, I love these questions. Um, yeah. Whew. Uh, I'm a big guitar player fan. Uh, okay. so I, I would love to play with Jeff Beck. Jeff wow. Beck is one of my, Jeff Beck is one of my favorites 
of all time. His, his voice just speaks on the instrument. So right. um, he's had a real long list of, of heavyweights behind him, uh, most notably in my mind, Vinny Kaliuta, um, right. who, is, who is one of my drum heroes. Um, but uh, I, would lo- I would love to play with him. Um, another one would probably be Sting. Love Sting. Um, he's again long list of people. He's got Josh Freeze playing with him right now. Josh is a is a monster. Um, and uh, who else? Man, Hendrix. I would love to take Mitch Mitchell's place for a day. And <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, man, geez, I mean the list can continue. Um, I'm just a big lover of music. So um, big lover of guitar players. So. Anybody that has has something to say on their instrument, uh, you know, big fan. Oh, geez, Phil Collins. Wow, uh, that, okay. that's an, that's another one. Uh, the, enough's enough makes uh, pokes fun at me on the daily about uh, I have a big love affair with Phil Collins. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, big big gigantic love affair with him. But I would, you know, his kids playing for him right now. He's he's young. He's like seventeen. Right. Um, and you know, you know, Phil's, uh, Phil's health has been deteriorating, uh, over the years, which really sucks to see, but, um, but his kid's doing a great job. So I don't know. There's four. I could probably list you 10. <laughs> right on. Yeah, man, I could, I could keep going. I mean, each of those, each of those people are just like gigantic inspirations for me. So, um, yeah, you know, like the, the list could go, could go on. Uh, really what it comes down to is, to answer why would be that, you know, they've got, they've, they've figured it out. Those artists have such a, a thumbprint, which okay. in, in, in my mind really, really means a lot because I think that the more artists you play with that have, that have truly found their voice and have truly, you know, really connected the, uh, connected their spirit into their instrument, I think the more people you play with like that, I think the closer you get to finding, um, get to finding your true voice or get to take something away from, from, uh, from those kind of people. I mean, Chip being one of those guys, right? Right. Chip, Chip has his own voice on the instrument. You, you hear Chip play or you hear Chip sing, it's Chip, you know? Right. So I think the, the more, the more people you play with like that, I think the more you can, you, you know, you get closer to finding that. Um, sort of thing, which I think is, uh, which I think is really important as, as artists, right? Right. It's really just, you know, having that, you know, having that, Hey, you listen to this dude play and it's him. Right. It's the, it's, it's an elusive concept, but, uh, but that's kind of my assessment of it anyway. So right on. Well, yeah. the last couple times that I saw you and the pictures I see on all your forms of social media from the Facebook post, to the Instagram posts and everything, you're always smiling. And a, girl, a couple of the girls that I spoke to uh, that are fans of me, they're mainly fans of you. They wanted to know <laughs> if you have a girlfriend. Oh, jeez. Uh, and we can always edit this. So if you you want to answer it, and then you could skip, you could say skip or whatever. I gotta be very careful about answering that question. Okay. Uh, I'm going to answer part of it though. <laughs> uh, I'm smiling because I love what I do. And people say, man, I, I, you know what you're smiling all the time. You're always so stoked. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I get to wake up and play drums every day. <laughs> wouldn't, right. wouldn't you be stoked? You know, 
it doesn't matter what you're stoked on. Um, right. If you wake up every day and like, man, you're a big fan of doing backflips. Guess what you're going to do every day? You're going to wake up and do a backflip. You know, if you're, if you're stoked on, you know, waking up and crunching numbers for your accounting firm, you know, whatever it is, I'm just a big advocate of like finding, finding your happiness. And, you know, that's, I'm not, I'm not up there faking it. <laughs> right. So I'm just up there cheesing because I'm having a really good time. Uh, right on. And very grateful. You know, I try to keep that in the back of my head when I'm playing, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're up here playing music, you know, it's not, uh, it's not digging ditches. Nice. You know, if you're if you're not if you're not happy doing it, you know, go do something else that makes you happy. Exactly. All right. That's uh, sorry. I totally I totally politically dodged the girlfriend question. So I totally worked my way around. Right. That was good. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a a, a no response. <laughs> okay. That's, that's cool. Question. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys just finished the tour, the Hair Nation tour. It was you guys in Up and Up. It was the Bullet Boys and Jack Russell's Great White. Uh, yeah. As we all read, and I'm also friends with the former drummer of the Bullet Boys, Mr. Phil Verone. You yeah. were there for the first night, and his what? last night. Can you, uh, can you shed some light of what happened? If you know anything that happened or that, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I will, uh, I will also plead the fifth on that one. I plead the fifth. Uh, 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 Dave, I'm going to get Dave Chappelle on here. Right on. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. But, uh, uh, from, from what I understand, um, you know, Phil's got, Phil's got red dragon that he's doing right now. Yeah. Um, and he, and he's got, you know, I know he's got a, got a new record and new, some new music coming out and stuff like that. So, so it ended up just not working out and they got a, a tiny came back. So tiny sure. was, I'm sure, you know, tiny. So yeah. tiny, uh, ended up taking, taking his place for the, uh, the rest of the tour. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's Phil, you know, and that's actually the first time I had, uh, I had met Phil and Phil's a, Phil's a great player, man. And a, and a great dude. So, I wish our uh, I wish our time was uh, a little bit longer to, to to hang out and chill, but but yeah, he's got some other projects going on, and you know priorities priorities, and you know you, you can fill you can fill in the rest. So it's, uh, all right, yeah, all right. So I ask everybody this question. This is the two question I always ask uh, because I used to be in the car business. What kind of car mm-hmm. do you drive? Oh man, see, I'm totally not a car guy. I am not a car dude at all. Uh, okay. But I drive a uh, I drive a GMC Envoy 2005. It's super exotic. Uh, <laughs> right on. <laughs> super exotic GMC Envoy. Is it the SLE or the SLT? It's the XLT. It's the uh, it's the extended cab. Uh, of course you need it for your drum. As it's it, totally it right there. So I got to put the drums in the back. It needs to get to point A to point B and being, you know, a Chicago guy, you know, it's got to drive in snow. So it's four wheel drive. So, okay. All right. So if you didn't become a drummer, what would you be doing? Ooh. Um, wow. Oh, that's tough. So when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to be Michael. I wanted to be Michael Jordan. Who didn't want to be Michael Jordan? Uh, <laughs> so, 
you know, the basketball thing didn't work out. And then I, and then I skated for a long time. I was a, I was a fruit fruiter. I did aggressive inline. So I wanted to be a skater for a long time. Wow. Uh, that's, a, that's a difficult question for me to answer if I wasn't a drummer, just because I've always, I'm, I'm grateful and, and, and blessed again to, to be doing something that's always been in me. I've never, I've never woken up and been like, man, maybe I want to do something else uh, at all. Right. So it, that's tough for me to wrap my head around. Um, maybe I'd be a singer uh, because I wouldn't have to bring any gear. Kidding. <laughs> that's nice. But, but, uh, uh, but I don't know, man. That's, 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 that's a tough one. Uh, it's always been in me. You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I can't. I, it's hard for me to, to make an assessment, probably something, uh, this is going to get existential, but, uh, I'm a big fan of using music as a way to, to, to make people's lives better for lack of a better turn of phrase. Um, so probably something in like humanitarianism. Right on. Um, I feel like, I feel like music is, 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 it gives me a, a way to, you know, even if somebody's day gets better, you know, just, just by playing music. Right. So, you know, you never know who's going to show up to your show. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like music missionary work. Right. Right. So if somebody shows up to your show, they're having a terrible week. Maybe they got a divorce. Maybe they're going through some sickness, maybe, you know, whatever it is. And they come to your show and at the end of it, you know, they're just like, Hey, like you really like changed my week. You changed my day. You changed my whatever. Um, thank you. And I think that's really what it's all about. Um, it's not, it's not about us, you know, it's, it's about the circle, you know, we're all, we're all there in it together. And, um, so probably something in like humanitarian work, saving the rainforest or, you know, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Super Dan. There you go. I don't know. Something, something like that. Okay. A couple more questions. Cause I know you have to head out and, Return Chip's call and whatnot. He's probably worried. Oh, oh man, I could I could sit here in soapbox and rap with you all day, my man. Right on. So, do you have a favorite enough to enough song? Ooh, uh, yes, I do. I have a few. Um, okay, playing it I as well as oh, so it can either be playing or just listening to. Sure. Uh, Blue Island is one of my favorite tunes. Uh, re- really love that song. I wish we would play it. Uh, as far as the new stuff, the, here's a funny story. Um, so on the new record, right. Uh, there's a song called faith, hope, and love. That's probably one of my personal favorites to play on the record. Right. So when we, we, when we did that record, I actually tracked that record in a day, um, Holy crap. seven, seven and a half hours. Uh, wow. So, so yeah, and I didn't even, I can get into this if you want, but yeah. I didn't even have all the songs up until the day before. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't even, I had, I had listened to them in Chip's kitchen, but I hadn't had a, had time to, to go through an arrangement or write parts. So I was on his couch, you know, I had finished up a record at CRC the day previous before we started recording this thing. And they basically tacked on a day and said, and Chip's like, Hey man, you know, bro, you got to get in there and track this thing. And he's like, whatever you don't get done doesn't make the record. I'm like, oh, my God. No pressure. So, yeah, no pressure. So I was up on his couch till 3.30 in the morning after finishing up another record. I finished another record in two days over there, drums and percussion. So so I had a, I got through four songs, charting them out, and then went in there and smashed it. But 
um, that was kind of intense. <laughs> I don't wow. think I've ever done a, I don't think I've ever done a record in a day. So when you listen to that record, there's there's really really minimal you know comping on that thing because I didn't have there was no time to do more than a couple of takes for each of those right. songs because you had to get through you know eleven twelve songs in the matter of a day, not less right. than a day, seven and a half hours. So, um, but Faith, Open Love on the new one. I love Blue Island. Of course, Mother's Eyes. Love that tune. Jeez. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many. Um, basically anything off strength. Um, right. Anything off self-titled. Anything off tweaked. I mean, I, it's, there's just, there's too many to list. Because right. the more and more I listen through the catalog, you know, as somebody who's only been in the band, I've only been in the band two and a half years, but I think I have a pretty good handle on the stuff at this point. But um, it's, there's just so many good tunes. You, you know, you kind of just throw a pebble and you hit a good song. Right. So that's, a, that's, a, that's a testament to, uh, to Chip and, and Donnie and everybody else involved. And, you know, hopefully we get to make some, some more new records here in, uh, in the future. Um, well, we do play the new album quite frequently you know because thank you i love thank it for- metal heart and diamond boy you know sure. does get played on a decent amount of rotation and everything and i play it just listening to it just in the car or whatever or wherever i am because believe it or not i still have a cd player in the car so so do i man Two, 2005 gmc envoy represent absolutely so, <laughs> now that's the next question is like what's in your cd player right now Ooh, so I've been listening to a lot of, oh geez, a lot of Keith Richards okay. um, and the, the vintage Vinos, right? So a lot of that, a lot of Michael Jackson, uh, a ton of this guy, uh, I don't know if you know him, Theo Katzman, do you know that name? No. So Theo Katzman, he plays in a band called Wolfpack, do you know that name? I know the name. I know know their music, though. Yeah, Wolfpack. They're like you know an instrumental funk band, right? Uh, so Theo's from he's from Michigan actually. So he's a Midwestern guy. But man, that dude! Oh god! It's, you listen to anything he does, and it's just so much soul in it, and it's it's truly unbelievable stuff. Uh, right. So a lot of Theo Katzman. He's got a new record out. It's called um, uh, Heartbreak Hits. Uh, so what else, man? Uh, geez, beach boys. Uh, there's this other guy, uh, his name's Jameson. I don't know if you know him. He spells it J M S N tons of obscure stuff. A lot of down tempo, a lot of down tempo stuff. I bounce across, you know, churches, you know, that band. Yes. Super electronic. I've been listening to them. Um, geez. Uh, I'm excited for the new tool stuff to come out. If it ever uh, comes out. If it ever comes out, I know, man. I just, I'm a big fan of Danny, Danny Carey's drumming. So, well, uh, who isn't? Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not a drummer, and I'm just like, huh? Every time God, I listen to it. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, I'm, I'm aging myself here, but when I was a kid, when, when uh, you know, uh, lateralis and all that came out. I would be skating in my driveway, jumping over garbage cans, listening to that record and more, you know, that in morning view. Right. So that, that's been a big influence. That was a big influence on me growing up. So anything tool does, uh, I could run the gamut, man. I I'm, I'm all across the board when it comes to, when it comes to music. So I've been getting back into the yellow jackets. If you know them, yes. um, a lot Actually, of people turned me on to them, believe it or not. 
really? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I love Will Kennedy. Uh, great player. Um, you know, Spyro Gyra. Right. Uh, you know, vital information, all that fusion, all that kind of fusiony stuff. I'm a big fusion fan. So me too. Um, so, Mahavishnu so Orchestra. Oh, Mike Stern. There, there, you know. there you go. How about how about Bella Fleck? Oh yeah, I saw him in with Future Man and um, what's his name, Victor Wooten, and I just I was thank God the floor was freaking clean because my mouth was dropped down to the floor the whole time. I was like. Oh my God! Man plays banjo like that. You know, fill up a five-gallon bucket with drool on that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, wow. So, yeah, they actually, yeah, I saw them twice. I saw them once solo, and then I also saw them. Uh, they opened up for Dave Matthews Band. So sure, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Car- I mean, I I had a. I think everybody as a as a drummer has a has a Carter Beaufort kick, right? You right. have to you have to get into it at some point. So exactly. I remember. I, I had mine back in the day, just watching the DVDs over and over again. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's all across the board. It really depends on the day when I wake up. It's like, what's, you know, it's like, what are you in the mood for, for dinner? It's right. such a, such a wide, you know, world out there when it comes to music. So, but yeah, the, the big one right now is Theo Katzman for sure. So if you don't know him, check him out and, you know, he'll, he'll blow your brains out. It's so good. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, a couple more questions. Like I said, uh, when you hear an Enough Enough song on the radio, which is totally not common anymore, unfortunately, but I'm trying to change that. Um, you turn it up, or you turn it down, or you change the station. Ooh. So when I was, we were on the road. We were in some random gas station. We actually stopped it. We did a picture. I don't know if you saw this, but. We, we, we hit like our 200th service station uh, on the tour. Yeah, I did so, we, you know, it's like our 200th gas station. So, you know, I was moving, I was actually moving the van around to a different gas pump and, uh, you know, I was listening to XM and, and Diamond Boy came on. So, of course, you turn that up. You turn it up to, you turn the knob to 11 um, because it's, it's, uh, how often do you get to, to hear yourself on the radio? You know, it's, uh, sure. It's a it's a it's a body of work that that we're all really you know we're pretty proud of. So um, I don't th- I don't think that's ever going to get old. You know, right. uh, hearing hearing your you know hearing your drums on the radio. Hopefully, it happens more than less. It's a it's a super cool feeling. You get right. to you get to feel. Uh, I feel pretty stoked when that happens. It's like oh shit, you know, right on. Songs on the radio. Oh, it's songs on the radio. So yeah, turn that thing up. And then, right. uh, you know, call home and go, mom, I heard myself on the radio again, but, uh, yeah, turn that, turn that thing all the way up. Sweet. Okay. So now it's time for plugging. Where are you and how can people find you? Sure. Uh, so I'm heavy up on the, uh, the Instagram machine and, uh, not so much the Twitter machine, but mostly Instagram. So on Instagram, it's at Dan Hill drums on Twitter. It's at Dan Hill drums. Uh, my website is danielhilldrums.com. I'm doing some maintenance on that right now. The tech monkeys are hard at work. Uh, so Facebook, I've got a page. I think it's at Dan Hill drums as well, or Daniel Hill drums as well, but if you type in at Dan Hill drums anywhere, you'll be able to find it. You can find everything enough's enough at enough's enough.com. Uh, 
geez, we're, you know, we're all pretty active on social media. If you, if you hit me up on any of those things, I will respond to you. I'm not one of those people that are just like, you know, that don't respond. And, you know, I don't, it's social media. You got to respond and I'll, I'll talk to you about anything for, for 90 days. You know, if you want right. to talk drums, you want to talk about, you want to talk about anything. I'm, I'm, I'm that dude. So feel free to reach out. I'm an open book when it comes to people that are, you know, especially, you know, you know, younger drummers, um, consider myself a resource for you guys. You know, it's what it's all about. Let's, uh, let's have some fun. Let's, let's get nerdy. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's, that's it. Well, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Jay and I are very grateful. I'm sure your fans are also my fans. Uh, Love seeing you guys on the road. I know you guys have a couple more dates for the end of this tour, and then you guys are taking a little break, and then going back out, or are you guys going to go back in the studio? What's the yeah? So next year, there's a whole slew of of dates coming through right now, of which I cannot talk about. The one I can talk about is is that uh, we're going to be in uh, in London again at the Camden Underworld February. So you can use your two plus two, uh, skills to, uh, to, uh, <laughs> to, to make an assessment as to how long we'll be there. But, but yeah, we'll be over in the UK again, uh, again, next year, I won't say where other than the underworld, but, uh, yeah, a lot of more dates coming through. So, so stay tuned on that on the old, uh, snuff snuff.com. So really excited to get back out there and do it. Sweet. Well, Dan, like I said, from my fans to your fans, my family and Jay's fans and family, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to talk to us today. I very much appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you so we much. Love you more. For, uh, we'll talk to you soon. For, absolutely. You guys have a great rest of the day and enjoy the weekend. Psycho Steve presents. <laughs> Enterprises LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on.